skeletons and shivers down your spine. Shrieking skulls will shock your soul and seal your doom tonight. Spooky, scary skeletons speak with such a screech. You'll shake and shudder in surprise when you hear these zombies shriek. We're so sorry, skeletons, you're so misunderstood. You only want to socialize. But I don't you gotta, you gotta be careful with that stuff. <laughs> don't, don't venture into something you're not prepared to see. I, I honestly didn't know what to expect. And when you're looking for scary stories on the internet, you're never gonna know what to expect. Uh, so this is lots of pasta, and uh, lots of pasta. <laughs> let's get spoopy. <laughs> Real spoopy in here tonight. With all the lights on, so yeah. Let one, me one let me start. <laughs> let me start by saying you you should smoke s some fucking Jamaican basil right now. You should fucking uh, baba ganoush that. <laughs> you should cook the best baba ganoush you possibly fucking can, and just turn off the lights. Fucking, uh, you get, know, tell tell your parents to leave you the fuck alone for, get under for a that, couple hours. Get under that fuzzy blanket of yours, pull it up to your eyelids. And fucking touch yourself to our vo voices just talking right I now. I was going to say cry to yourself, but touching yourself. <laughs> it's, it's just as close. I cry after I touch myself. I cry during. <laughs> All right. Uh, the person that I kind of came up with this uh, with in conversation and... Um, he, uh, he wants to go by the name Disco Dracula. <laughs> I'm gonna let the music play for a couple <laughs> seconds. The best music ever. Yeah, so we were... We we got high and watched Are You Afraid of the Dark? And, um... I want to watch more of we've, we've only gotten through, like, six episodes, but... Uh, every time this fucking song comes on, we just imagine a fucking vampire and, like, like Nosferatu kind of vampire, like, old school. Um, and uh, he's just raving to this fucking music, like glow sticks, whistles, and everything. And um, I, at one point, was so lost in days that I got up and started dancing to this fucking music. I'm just gonna let it play some more. Or you found yourself and you just couldn't help yourself. I can be short into Disco D. If, uh... <laughs> Double D. <laughs> Double D, there you go. I like Disco D because it's like Disco D. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> I got it. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> oh, so this is Disco Dracula. Uh, he's he's gonna be on a bunch of episodes with me uh, eventually. He's fucking going to Disney this this weekend. I want to go to fucking Disney World. You go to Disney like <laughs> once or twice a year. This I is my do. I'm going. It's his first time, but I you know I'm probably at like my fortieth, which is just like our sex life ratio. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> Listen, there's been there's oh, been like five. That's a joke. That's a joke. His his sex life is not that terrible. <laughs> so hey, if anyone listening is a single and is female, I was gonna say they all have dicks. You don't know that. that no, from the first from the first episode, and the first episode was with our uh, gay best friend Frowns McBoohoo. <laughs> give him because of him. Give him a fucking shout out. Yeah, he probably brought the poos. Oh, definitely. The pussy boss. With the beautiful, <laughs> sweet, sultry voice he has. Oh, fuck. So, I started a conversation uh, the last time I was here. We got onto the conversation of doing this podcast. And the uh, the first thing I felt like saying was like, yeah, my house is haunted. Yeah, and I was just like, why are you telling me this? I don't want to come over anymore. Yeah, but like, really. It, uh, so, and... and 
I'm moving right now. There's nothing in my fucking house. I'm here by myself. Uh, to all you stranglers out there, I am. Um, but there's nothing here to steal. Like honestly, so like it's it's a fucking empty house. Except your life. My life, yeah. So that's that's I I was call- yeah, yeah stranglers. So <laughs> so <laughs> I realized I said that. Yeah. Oh man, I need I need a sip. Um, I drink more of that. <laughs> mm. Seems like it's doing you well. Mm. I've been drinking. More of my tea. I've been drinking and smoking, and it's a and it's a good time, you know. So I had to explain that the house I'm moving into is uh is also kind of haunted. Uh-huh. You take it like a boss. So the house I'm also moving into is probably haunted because my mom is already freaking out about that. Apparently she has some kind of new vanity, has a motion sensor, and at random times in the night the uh the light will just come on and it'll kind of like open the the top part of the vanity by itself. And this is your new house. This is my new house. This is the the house. This this house is from like I think the the late 1700s. Okay. Um it's in Beth uh, historic Bethlehem. I've only been there like twice and I I can't I can't particularly say I'm excited to move into this house. Um That means I'm not excited to move in with you. But no, like not because of the ghost, just, you know, aesthetic. Um the only thing I'm really going to like about it is being two blocks away from all the expensive Bethlehem areas. Fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. but like not lots of nice bars. McCarthy's. A shout out. Look McCarth- at that. Oh, Irish the free, Irish pub. Free promotion. Irish pub, it's great. Um they don't promote we're not promoting them. I, I definitely am because I'm drinking Irish whiskey in um with Coke right now and it's fucking fantastic. My house, this house that I moved into when I was twelve, which had to have been in like two thousand and four. Um no. Like oh two. Oh two probably. I so I uh, I moved into this house, and the people who had this house before me were apparently, like, they were treating a wing of this house. It's not that huge, but, like, it's its own little section. They were treating this entire top area of this house like a fucking um, hospice for uh, the old grandmother in the family. And they even had, like a like, a sheet cutting off the hallway so that whatever funk she had did not seep into the rest of the house i shit you not like i we had to tour that back section why are you uh telling me this now? oh dude it's great I so slept here this so this house this old woman died in this house because they couldn't they couldn't put her in a hospital they couldn't put her in an old folks home she was just here and they were just letting her fucking live out her days um, she was on the. F- they they probably had a countdown. They probably had like I mean, a like a month. No, a doctor tells you a month. So like, yeah. But do you think they kept the countdown? Do you like, oh, grandma's oh, died this <laughs> many days? No, I didn't mean like that kind of exuberant countdown. So <laughs> you want some whiskey for your tea? No, I don't. <laughs> God no. Um. So this old woman died in this fucking house, and I swear to God, for the longest time, I slept on the opposite side of the top section. Um. We turned that room into a makeshift office, so no one was really ever sleeping in there. You know, it was the kind of thing where we had, like, a staring dog. You know, that's a that's a popular ghost yeah. thing that happens. Or barks at nothing, or, like... Yeah, yeah, so, like, Delta was a finished spitz. She was a hunting dog. She barked at fucking everything. Sorry, we just no. kept her... We kept her away from people because she was just mean, um... You know, my mom, my mom fucking spoiled her. So she would, she would stare at shit 
and she would just bark at shit. And she barked at a lot of things, but never at like a wall or a closet, you know? Mm-hmm. It was always like out a window and like or near a door or something. It was never it was never the corner of a fucking room. My mom always used to think like she was oh fucking there's a fucking ghost in here. She's fucking staring. And like my mom's real ooky spooky about superstitious shit. And you were like Fuck you, mom, why you gotta scare me like that? Mm-mm. No, I welcomed it. I kind of I kind of thought like uh like oh whatever watch me masturbate i mean so they're probably they're probably the only ones that do so so, no one wants to see that i just always kind of figured like yeah but now i'm here by myself now i'm here by myself and our house makes lots of noises at night and it's just real fucking spoopy which no which houses do make noise it's the house settling and everything like that but if you just hear a fucking loud bang no, yeah. not like a, I mean, no, not like a loud bang, Door, but just like creaking open shit and... creaking. And then me thinking like, I did it just last week when uh, Franz McBoohoo was over. I, I thought the door upstairs opened and I went upstairs and looked and came back down and I was like, that sounded like the door was open. He was like, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm shitting you. Don't tell me this while we're sitting oh, here. It's, it's great, no, though. It's it helps not. with the atmosphere, Love you know? you. No. Paranormal I, shit I do not mess with. I think it's great. I don't like it. So yeah, this is lots of pasta with Disco Dracula and your and your host Captain Death here. This is the podcast where we read creepy pasta. We read troll pasta, bad pasta, Reddit no sleep pasta, some fucking Tumblr pasta, and I found I found shit on on completely different websites fucking I never even fucking knew existed. Deep web pasta, you fucking Watch out. I'm not I'm not going to be like shot by the Mexican cartel or anything. I mean, that's not what I'm worried about you seeing. I'm worried about you seeing like child pornography. Oh no, never child. I've seen people get get killed online, but Well, you know, I mean, not... so I live leak is a thing. Yeah. Well, but uh, our, but no no no, never going near the child pornography. Well, that's the thing in the deep web it just Fucking, it, just, it, just it does not up. just pop up. It does. Child pornography just From what pops I've up. read on Reddit which means it's true. Shit. Uh, fuck. So we're reading um we're reading creepy pasta. We're reading the creepy pastas. Yo, let's get creepy. So we're going to start with uh Disco Dracula's story he found that he he thought was pretty great. Okay, this is a uh, part 1 of a story called Wrong Turn. I cut mm-hmm. the second part. It, it was awful. I read. It. Was it? All right. It All right. Sorry, I didn't read the second. No, part. No, there is was... a second part. Like you can advertise that, but like it's terrible. Well, yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. I didn't read the second. Anyways, this is wrong. Turn found it on our no sleep. I never knew true fear. I was not the one to be afraid. I never denied the existence of the supernatural. I was not skeptic, but I was never really afraid. Mostly because my parents were always away traveling, exploring, whatever you want to call it. Fine. That meant that since I was a teenager, they left me in an empty house, free to do as I wanted. They made a lot of money, so they left me with my own credit card as well. But I was never interested in throwing parties, drinking, or going out to any of the clubs my friends frequented. I would just watch mo- <laughs> I would just watch movies, read, and go to school and training. Sounds like my life, except for replace training with uh, video games or anime <laughs> or masturbating while watching anime. <laughs> There's also one of the reasons I felt quite safe. I was in judo for 12 years. I knew how to tie my belt before I knew how to tie my shoelaces. So yeah, I felt like a badass. Well, until two nights ago. I got a job at a small cafe, so I was just so I could make some money on my own. 
The place was okay, except for the fact that its official closing time was at midnight, but the owner and his buddies had made it a habit and stay late in drinking, which meant that both myself and the bartender had to stay until they would stagger out into the night, leaving us behind to clean up the mess. On this particular night, it was about 2 a.m. When we were finally done, I was starting to, it was starting to snow outside. Matt, the bartender, was a pretty cool guy, and we got along fine. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. <laughs> In the bathroom? I mean, yeah, she's a female. They, they don't make that clear, but she's a female. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I was reading it as a guy, too. <laughs> he seemed amused by the fact that I was a girl in judo. There we go. A girl in judo and would often ask me to just use my training to throw our boss out when he was being a pain in the ass. But unlike me, he was barely making ends meet, so he was kind of stuck in this place. I locked up, only to see Matt slowly dragging himself down the street. Hey, Matt! (laughs) I yelled after him. Need a ride? I felt bad for the guy. He nodded and walked back to the parking lot. Thank you so much. It's it's freezing. He said with a smile on his face. Oh, he has a smile on his face because he knows. He knows why (laughs) she invited him. We got in the car and he told me where to go. I was familiar with the ni- with his neighborhood and he didn't live so far away from me. So I dropped him off, said goodnight and drove off. I was half asleep myself so I turned up the radio a bit. That didn't help much because a moment later I realized I took a wrong turn. Name drop! No, oh no, 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 shit! No, 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 oh shit! Drop. Shit, I mumbled. <laughs> it was a one way street. Never mind, I thought. I'll just drive down the road and probably find the exit to the main street anyway. Boy, was, was I, I wrong? <laughs> You fucking kidding me? <laughs> I recognized the senior home by the road before I took a turn, so I knew where I was. Fucking old people! Yo, they're great. <laughs> they are. Or sad. Or both. But the street was clearly old, and it was in the middle of a heavily wooded area. Rundown houses were barely noticeable between big, overgrown trees, and I hit more than one hole driving down the road. That's when my radio changed to static. Well, that's never good. Just play CDs. Yeah. Or your, your phone, or your iPod, or anything. I, I have fucking 30 CDs. I'm ready for any fucking situation. I have one in a Lincoln Park hybrid theory. No, it's Kendrick Lamar, you fuck! <laughs> you couldn't be more wrong. In the end, Disco Dracula. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> I tried other stations, but not a single one worked. This is when I started to feel a bit uneasy. Not because of the radio. This is when I started to feel a bit uneasy. Not because of the radio. You know that feeling? Like someone is staring at you? But when you turn around, there is nobody there? Well, that. I looked in the rearview mirror and of course the road was empty. Except for the fact now that the forest around the road got thicker and the only thing I could make out was a big building, looking completely abandoned. Where was I? I pulled over, I got my phone to check Google Maps. No bars. I tried to connect to the internet, but nothing seemed to work. It was snowing heavily now. Oh. That's always fun. Snowing in the middle of the woods, middle of nowhere with abandoned factories around you? I hate driving in, like, through anything. So, this, this is already terrible. Yeah. This would be my reaction to this. Fuck it, I said as I turned the key in the ignition. It wouldn't start. In fact, not only the engine seemed to be the problem. The entire car was dead. Nothing lit up as I tried again and again. Okay, great. I'm stuck here, without a phone. All I could do was walk down that damn road and hope that I could flag down a car back on the main road. That was wishful thinking at this point, because it was the middle of the night. But I didn't have a choice. Just as I was about to get out, I could swear I saw someone run past my window. I grabbed the handle and slammed myself up against the door. It was locked. Somehow, the stupid car, completely devoid of any life, managed to lock me in. I tried the passenger side, but you can guess the result. Then I saw it again, except this time, it ran behind the car. Hey! I called out. Hey! Hey, girl, hey! (laughs) I called out, not exactly sure to whom. 
Just as I turned my head back to the front, I heard someone whispering. Not like a normal whisper, but the one that made my skin crawl. I was gonna say, your skin is, your skin is crawling. <laughs> it didn't quite sound well human. Another shadow passed by, and I say shadow because it didn't have any actual shape. But then I heard moans. Ooh. Mm, I like where this is going. Not loud, but painful, tortured moans. Oh, I don't, I don't like where this is going. It's in the butt. Alright, I like it again. I, le I leaned against the window only to see that there were no footprints in the freshly fallen snow. Then, slowly but surely, they started sliding down from the woods. At first they looked just like shadows, but as they approached me, some of them started taking on a human shape. Human-like, to be exact. And now I was legitimately frightened. They surrounded the car and I just froze. They were all around me, just whispering and moaning. Tears filled my eyes. I thought this is how I was going to die. One of the shadows, in a shape of a little girl, leaned against my window. Her face was a tortured expression, haunting, just standing there. She had no eyes, but the more I looked, the more she seemed human. And when I heard scratching on my window, I looked away and decided I wasn't going down without a fight. So I turned the key once more, and to my Im immense relief, the car started. I floored it, backing up against one of the trees and somehow managing to turn around in the godforsaken road. Just run them over. Yeah, run over the ghost shadow people. That'll, I mean, that'll help. They'll go under the car, at least. Like, they're a fucking shadow. Also, if there's also if it's I the do middle, see your logic. also if it's the middle of the night, it's snowing out. She's in the middle of the woods and like a uh, fucking road off to nowhere. Oh, there shadows. Um, riddle me well, this. Well, the the moonlight casting light on trees. Who says who says the moon's out? Maybe it's a new moon. Twilight well, new moon. Dude, eclipse was better. Eclipse was better. Breaking Dawn was a fucking piece of shit! It was garbage. Threw it on the floor after I was done with it. Anyways, we're getting off track. By the time I got home, I somehow, somehow managed to pull myself together, and in the warmth of my bed, I fell asleep. Bullshit, you're not fucking sleeping after that. Like, yeah, just like that, I was, the, I was, fall, I fell asleep. Yeah, like, you're gonna sit up with all the lights on, like we all They're got. cutting out the part where she did, like, a lot of fucking meth, and, and that's what knocked her out. And that's probably what conjured the shadows in the first place. I got to work a little late the following day, and Mac greeted me with his usual polite smile. Then it faded away. What's wrong? You look like you've seen a ghost. Get it? Yo! They weren't ghosts, though. They were shadow people. Yeah, whatever. I wasn't sure what to say. I didn't sleep well last night. Hey, do you know about the road by the senior home? Where does it go? What road? He seemed confused. You know, the one in the woods, I said, waiting for him to remember. There is no road there. It used to be a hospital there or something, but it closed down like 50 years ago. And the only way to get there now is completely blocked by forest. Why? Not wanting for my colleague to think I'm crazy, I just brushed it off. Doesn't matter. Forget it. Like, why do you gotta be weird about Cause it? Because there is no road there. I mean, I understand that, but she was in that area. It was snowing. It was dark. Like, but she there, kind of oh yeah. I, she took a wrong turn. But the wrong turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. The day went by fast. And soon I found myself driving home. My window started to fog for a moment before the heat got to them. And that's when I saw it. In the fog. There was something written. I used to do that all the time when I was a kid. Drawing hearts or writing my name. It was barely noticeable at first. But then I saw it clearly. Help us. Oh, so we got some delinquent shadow people doing that shitty thing where they draw on people's windows. I mean, or they could just be like tortured souls asking for help. That's always that's always what I think when I see them too. 
<laughs> see see the little drawings on your windows? Yeah, I'm not shitting you. So that was wrong turn. I really liked that. I, I skimmed it just to know. By the way, there was just a bang upstairs. Did- no, that was the icebox from the refrigerator. Fuck, that was upstairs. Fuck you. So is part two like an actual continuation of? Yes. This? No, she... Uh, she takes another trip through the through the woods to see if that path exists there, and it does. It comes back. Um, she goes down it and finds um, uh, an old hospital, um, just like the um, just like the guy said, the old senior home or whatever. Um, and an old woman comes out and has a creepy conversation with her, but it's not really creepy. It's kind of cathartic. And then she leaves, and the old woman like disappears or something. And and that's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I'm not shitting I mean, you. There's like, no, there's no, no, there's, no there's nothing. There's no consolation. There's nothing shared. Nothing but gained. The shadow people were the best part. I know, but this is saying that like this is how they manifested when uh when she was when she wasn't afraid when she was in the woods with purpose. You know, there was there's this weird kind okay. of there was this weird okay. kind of twist to it, like a good ghost, bad ghost kind of thing. Twist sounds like a shitty type of twist. Yeah. Maybe I won't read Every it. episode is dedicated to the guest. Oh, thank you. But I'm going to read this one. Okay. <laughs> Fuck you. The Never-Ending Road. In Corona, California, there once was a road known by most locals as the Never-Ending Road. Specifically, the road's true nature was Lester Road. Now, over 20 years later, the landscape of Corona has changed, and the Never-Ending Road is no more. However, years ago, Lester Road was an unlit road that people claimed became a never-ending road when driven at night. The people who made such a drive were never seen or heard from again. I'm, I'm sorry, is it, a, is it a never-ending road? Do they think they fucking said it enough times in there? Never-ending road. Never-ending road. <laughs> uh, they probably got killed by banditos. Never-ending road. The legend became so well known that people refused to even drive Lester Road during the day. One night, like many teens my age, I drove up Lester Road, but only a short distance, and in my headlights it did look like it went on forever. Frightened, I quickly turned around, because if I continued up the road, I thought I might never return again. Perpetuation of the legend convinced local law enforcement to investigate. Lester Road took a sharp left turn at its end, and there were no guardrails. Beyond the curve lay a canyon, and on the other side of the canyon was another road that lined up so well with Lester Road that when viewed from the correct angle, especially at night, the canyon vanished from sight, and the road seemed to continue on up and over the hill on the other side of the canyon. Upon investigation of the canyon, dozens of cars were found, fallen to their doom with the decomposing bodies of the victims still strapped to their seats. Okay, I got a few problems with this. What's what's your fucking damage? Okay, you're telling me the state never went to put fucking guardrails up on that fucking thing or block the road off, for God's sake? Listen. You're Corona, me- California is named road. is named after a fucking popular beer. So they named they named the fucking city, city after, after the, the beer. beer. Yeah, not you know, so so it's a town of drunks. <laughs> they're they're gonna they're not gonna put rails on shit and they're gonna fucking keep drinking and drive to their deaths. Okay, but but you're telling me no one fucking missed those people that died. Like, they just disappeared one day, they're like, oh, where did Joe go? I don't fucking know. Oh, see you, Joe. Please. To answer your question, no, because they were all drunks. I mean... They didn't really drunk, realize. Drunks still have friends. Yeah, but they 
even they didn't know. They were like, oh, I must be drunk somewhere else. This story is called, I Thank the Man Murdered My Only Friend. Well, that's not, that's not cool. Found that on, uh, R No Sleep. I am not a social man. I've had very few friends in my life. Sal, the bartender at my favorite pub, was one of the select few in my inner circle. I know <laughs> I know what you're thinking. He's a bartender. Oh, shit. He has to be friendly to get a good tip. You're wrong. It goes beyond that. I've known Sal for over 25 years and sat across from him at the bar almost every day since we met. When I got married, Sal was my best man. When my wife threw me out, it was at Sal's home that I stayed. When she took full custody of my daughter, it was Sal who consoled me. He was a good friend, always willing to listen to me and give me advice, like any bartender would. Unlike the other tenders, however, Sal actually cared. It's because they live in Corona, California. Oh shit! Now Sal was a very private man, with a rather quiet demeanor. That said, on the few occasions where he chose to let loose, he talked a lot. Sal had a way of capturing the attention of everyone in the room. This might sound a bit cliched, but he regaled us with the stories of his youth. He told us about his cross-country trips, his overseas adventures, his mishaps, and his entertaining antidotes. Antidotes. <laughs> Thank you. Antidotes. It's antidotes. It's fine. He was poisoned. When he spoke, his audience sat on the edges of their seats, hanging on his every word as he gave them the juicy details of his endless tales. He was old now and couldn't travel quite as often. He didn't quite seem to mind. He always had a smile on his face and a cheerful attitude with that brightened the mood of everyone he came across. He sounds like a pretty swell guy. Yeah, I like Sal. I like Sal, too. It's a good Sal. It's a good Sal. Have you ever met a bad Sal? No, I actually haven't. I haven't either. Yo, you Sal's out there, fucking stay true to your uh, Sal selves. One evening, as I was enjoying a drink, I noticed a man in a booth staring at Sal from across the room. At my angle, I could barely make out his short and spiky raven hair. I pointed him out to Sal, and he told me that he'd been coming in every night that week, never ordering anything. Sal, being the big softy that he was, couldn't bring himself to kick the guy out. All right. Well, Sal, look at this Sal. He's a good guy. He is a good guy. Considering I went to the pub every night, I was surprised I hadn't seen the stranger until that evening. I was probably too drunk to notice. Later that night, after drinking one too many drinks, as I tended to do all too often according to my ex-wife, I passed out across a row of chairs. Sal trusted me enough to leave me there, even after closing time. I woke up long before dawn and made my way through the dimly lit bar to the back door, which could only be opened from the inside. This wasn't my first time taking a snooze alone in the bar, so I knew my way around well enough not to run into any of the tables on my way out. As I opened the door to the back alley, I heard what sounded like applause, but it turned out to be the sound of three dozen crows taking flight. Oh shit, it's a murder. Uh, They hovered above the cold alleyway for a few moments, and then landed on and around the leaky dumpster in the front. I jumped back when I saw the damned birds. I'm not afraid of crows, mind you. I even feed the ones at work during lunch. They startled me, is all. A hunter's moon peeked through the clouds and illuminated the scene. There was something standing on the other side of the dumpster, in the forest of crows. It was the man I had seen earlier that night. He had his back turned to me, wearing a black trench coat and boots laced with multiple buckles. There was a large crow perched on his shoulder. Oh shit. Is this Eric Draven? <laughs> yes. That's <laughs> Eric Draven. Trench coat, the boots, no, the but crows. He, but there have been many iterations of crow. Something was odd about his back. A bulky mass moved under his coat, causing it to shift around the curtains in the breeze. The dumpster smelled particularly putrid tonight, I thought. I glanced at the stranger, who stood between me and the street. I moved towards him and saw that his crow was chewing on something. At first, I thought it was a gummy worm. <laughs> <laughs> What's the fuck? I love gummy worms. I fucking love gummy worms too. I just wasn't expecting that. (laughs) At first I thought it was a gummy worm, but as I approached, I realized it was much darker and oozed crimson blood into the cold, wet pavement. 
Then I saw Sal. He lay on the ground, his body ripped open. Not Sal! No! He was such a good guy! <laughs> Maybe he's okay. Serving as a buffet for the hunger crows to feast on. He's not okay. He could still be okay. They packed out his innards. He's not okay. They, pay they packed out his innards, taking turns chewing on his softer organs. I could hear the crunching sounds as they broke apart the bones with their abnormally strong beaks. Bringing a hand to my mouth, I emitted an audible gasp. <gasps> Would that really be how you reacted to this? <gasps> oh shit, okay. Well, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> the sound caught the stranger's attention, and he slowly, slowly turned to face me. His golden serpentine eyes reminded me of headlights. Serpentine! Oh my god, he's a reptilian. He's a reptilian he's from, a from, from the subterranean. Yes. He is Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Something in his left hand gleamed in the moonlight. It was a short silver dagger, the edge covered in liquid that belonged in my friend's veins. I should have been terrified, angry, sad, but I felt strangely calm. My eyes were transfixed on the surreal scene and the man at the center of it all. You forgot that he was drunk. Oh shit, you're right. Well, no, he slept it off. He did not sleep it off. A drunkard never sleeps it off. It kind of permeates throughout their days. Yeah, but he's gotten a little bit better. Like, enough to walk on buzzed and not sleep on chairs. <laughs> not as whipped, but buzzed. All right. It's fair enough. Though he held a weapon, and though he had used that weapon to murder my friend, I did not feel as though I was in danger. The man gave me a quiet smile of the Grecian statue, projecting calmness despite the feeding frenzy at his feet. His footsteps echoed down that narrow alley as he made his way towards me. My heart thumped the heart in my chest. Paralyzed with fear or disbelief, I watched him outstretch a hand to my face, with a gentle elegance seldom attributed to the male gender. The crow on his shoulder tilted its head as his master scraped his long black nails against my cheek. Oh, so he's a goth. He could still be a juggalo if he's a goth. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I felt a faint stinging sensation, no worse than that of a paper cut. The man gave me an amused hum as he brought his fingers to his mouth and tasted a few drops of my blood. Not creepy at all. No, not at all. He seems like a nice guy. I'm not sure how long it took me to snap out of the shock, but when I finally did, I looked toward Sal's finding restal resting place and saw that there was nothing left of my old friend. Not even a drop of blood. Holy shit, those crows are fucking magical. Hungry. The stranger turned his back to me, and a sudden flood of adrenaline compelled me to grab a wooden plank from the floor. I threw myself towards the man, but I stopped all of a sudden when his trench coat slid off. Two massive black wings clutched uh, to his back like climbing vines. Black veins led to and from the appendages, which flared out with a sound similar to that of an unfurling sail. The man gave me one final look and spoke to me in a deep, booming voice. You'll thank me one day. That was deep and booming. <laughs> he said, You'll thank me one day! <laughs> no, that was just deep. I was left alone in the alleyway as the sun rose. No evidence of the man, his crows, or my dead friend. Poor Sal. Sal was such a nice guy. He died at his bar. <laughs> he knew that. Just not the crows. I tried going to the cops, but what could I tell them? I sat in front of the police station, going over the facts in my mind. They never believed that some sort of crow demon and his army of minion minions ate Sal. Ultimately cho chose an action, hoping I'd merely suffered a booze-induced nightmare. It was no nightmare. Sal was reported missing by the pub's owner a few days later. An investigation began, and what the police uncovered shocked even me, who had seen it, who had seen a guy get eaten by a flock of crows. They found evidence linking Sal to no less than 15 cases of missing children. Oh Holy no! Holy fuck! Oh, Sal! You were such a nice guy. I'm sad now. He had kept trophies. Oh my god! He had kept trophies of their remains hidden in a safe under his bed. Holy shit! Then it hit me: the reason for Sal's frequent trips in his youth. 
He'd been doing that wretched deed far from home so he wouldn't get caught. This may sound weird, but I'm still grateful for Sal's friendship. As I explained earlier, I'm not a very social man. When you get to be over 20, it becomes a lot harder to meet people outside of work, and the friends you have tend to drift away. Sal helped me through the tough times, and I'll always be thankful for his friendship. I still mourn him. Not the bad parts. I mourn the loss of the man I thought he was. It may seem strange to you, but that's how I feel. These days, I've stopped drinking. I haven't set foot in that pub since the day Sal died. My ex and I even got back together. I get to see my kid every day, and that is the greatest gift of all. I guess in a way, losing Sal was one of the best things that ever happened to me. On my way home from work yesterday, I saw a crow with familiar snake eyes gleaming like headlights. He gave me a knowing nod, and I knew we understood one another. Among the horrific things found in Sal's home, they had retrieved a fully packed duffel bag, a single one-way ticket to Mexico for the day after he was killed, and hundreds of photos of my wife and daughter. The crow man saved them! And that, my friends, is why I smiled to that crow and uttered two simple words. Thank you. So, uh... You'll thank me one day! Yo, fucking Sal, not a nice guy! Sal turned out to be the villain of your nightmares. That's... Fucking Sal, that's actually scary, because, like, this Usually it's just him. the ex-wife. Yeah. But this man trusted Sal. Like, he was his best man at his wedding. They've known each other for how many years? Like, that's scary that, like, someone you think you know could be a fucking child. child. Yeah. And murderer. He didn't just diddle the children. Mm, he didn't. He, he murdered the children and kept trophies. Sal, not a good guy. Not a good guy at all. Not a good Sal. You make all the Sals out there fucking look bad. Yeah, you gave all the sows a bad name. I want to get into the shitty troll pasta because usually it's shorter and funnier. Okay. <laughs> Disco Dracula dance break. <laughs> oh, um. Wow, this is actually gonna be re- <laughs> it's a really short one. Let's do a couple short troll pastas right. since since we got the time. This one's called Cheek to Cheek with Death Was trying to sleep She felt something tickle her cheek Someone was breathing on her Someone was right to her face But she could not move She was in shock Then it went away When she woke up the next day everyone, Every person in the house was chopped up Whoa! Got real! Holy shit! Just getting cheek to cheek with death there. This is House of Horrors. One time I went into a haunted house. It was just pretend ghosts, but then I saw a real ghost there. It was scary! (laughs) That's a good one. Oh, I hate this. Ghost war. Don't get me started on this. Because I'm afraid they'll get me. Don't tell anyone this, but ghosts have come to go to war with the living. You will die. Sometimes you will. Sometimes you won't. Death! Blood everywhere you look. I was taken just hours ago. And soon I'll take you! What lies within? Turn out the lights. All of them. No! (laughs) Shit! 
Shut your now useless eyes and focus on silence. Well, then why would we have to turn off all the lights if we're just going to close our eyes? <laughs> Once you have blurred the noise around you, look inside. Look deep into your heart for something that is not you. When you find it, ask its name. If it does not respond, say to it, This is my body, and I am king in it. You will speak. Then ask again. Listen closely with ears. You don't have the voice you will hear faintly. Then pull it from its resting spot and fight it. It's just an instructional that belongs on, like, a DIY website. Look into your heart. Oh, that was dumb. That was really bad. The Visitor! One night, a girl was home all alone. She was drinking a glass of wine and watching TV, and she decided to go upstairs and go to sleep. She got in bed and started to doze off when all of a sudden she heard a noise. She got up and went downstairs to see what it was. The noise eventually led to the kitchen. The kitchen had a really bad smell to it. (laughs) She saw that the noise was coming from her oven, so she opened her and... And her mom was inside! Oh my god! She had been trying to get out of the oven the whole night, but it cooked her and she was dead and black person from... What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm... I'm (laughs) She was dead and black person from where she got cooked. (laughs) That doesn't... Then she heard another noise, but this time it came from her room. Oh shit, well she's not in her room. She's safe. Someone brought an oven upstairs and put her sister in there. (laughs) How did her mom fit in the oven? (laughs) Was it like a big industrial oven? Oh fuck, she lived in a bakery. Oh shit, they should have included that. They didn't. So what was visiting her? The visitor! The visitor! (laughs) This is the skeleton tree. During the spring of 1902, in the dry Tortugas Islands off the coast of Key West, a man was shot and bullet protruded slightly from the back of his skull into a tree, which he had his back against at the time. Thanks for including that. Details. Details. As time passed and the tree continued to grow, his putrefied corpse was lifted into the bows as his skull was still attached loosely to the tree by the bullet. As time passed, the tree grew around the skeleton. If you can find this tree on one of the islands, tap it thrice with the heel of a cowhide leather boot. You will be granted the ability to make anyone forget anything at will. Great to know. How do you know that? Because they fucking... They fucking... They made someone else... Cowhide. They forgot how they made the story. (laughs) Just like how we're going to fucking forget that we read it. I'm going to forget that I read it. I'm going to end it with the gnome. The gnome. The seniors of St. Charles High School's football team went out to party after winning the state championship. As is common with high school jocks, all of them had plenty of experience with alcohol and pot. <laughs> I mean, you have Disco Dracula dance break. Mm, 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 mm. That's not the song. That wasn't the song either. <laughs> and we're back with the gnome. Oh, deciding to make this night really memorable, they all tried acid for the first time. Why, why you gotta stare at me like that? Because your first time is gonna be in Florida with me. One can only hope. At the Magic Kingdom. Oh, the four of them drove around town for several hours before pulling up to a dark shady house with a funny looking lawn gnome on the front lawn. They decided to steal the gnome, but as soon as they got it in the car, it started talking to them. 
They're all high already. I mean, they're on acids. So that's understandable. Yeah. All four boys were terrified of this gnome and decided to throw out, <laughs> throw it in the trunk of the car. When they got home, the gnome was still babbling incoherently. They left it in the trunk and crashed for the night. <laughs> I know the twist. I know it. I'm guessing right now. When they woke up, they found the body of a four-year-old black kid in their trunk. <laughs> I knew. I mean, I didn't know it was black. That was not. That wasn't the guess to, I made. Why they have to make it black? Are gnomes, are gnomes usually black? No. Why was he black? I mean, let's not be let's not be racially prejudiced against gnome colors, but I mean, have you ever seen a fucking black gnome? I've never even seen a black midget. I, I have. That's the one that plays in Bad Santa. <laughs> oh yeah, he's awesome. He's the fucking yeah. He is, he is good. Rest never in, mind. Rest in I, peace. I, I take that back. Rest in peace, Bernie Mac. He was not. He was. <laughs> no. He was not the black midget, but he played in that movie. Rest in peace, Bernie Mac. Oh wow! So, so this was, was this was a long this was a long one, but I mean it's good. This was a good fucking read. Yeah, I liked it. We I had a lot it. of roads. We walked down the lonely road, the only road that I will ever know. In Corona Town, or whatever. In it was Corona, called. and um, oh, it was just called Corona. Corona, California, town of the drunks with with bird people, crow people to be exact. <laughs> yeah, we had, and then we we finished off with some solid troll pasta. It was, oh, it was very trolly and gnomey. Black kid. <laughs> Why was he black? Why did he have to be black? That's all I'm saying.